And as I squatted down with my legs spread, Delyn came up behind me and kicked me as hard as she could in the nuts. The tip of her fucking shoe came around the front. I could actually see it as her foot crushed my one good right nut. Welcome to Hey, Did You Ever See That Movie? I'm your host, Des, and as always, I'm joined by my angry co-host, Delyn. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and back again, the podcaster with the munchies, Pat. Never bogart another man's bong. <laughs> or rub his rhubarb. Today, we will be discussing the 1996 comedy Kingpin, starring Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, Vanessa Angel, and the great Bill Murray. As always, this podcast will contain spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, then come back and listen to the podcast. But before we get into it, let's run the trailer. From the idiots that brung you dumb and dumber. You wouldn't happen to have a Phillips head screwdriver, would you? He's the man with the rubber hand. Oh, creepy. He's the Amish kid with the golden arm. Whoa! <laughs> you could be a champion. I'm just not interested. You suck! Now, these two pinheads will teach each other... Can you just feel it? ...about life in the fast lane. You're about to embark on a great adventure. Does anyone else want one? No, I'll take a couple jugs. Woody Harrelson, what have you been doing all these years? Drinking. Randy Quaid. This is pretty good fun for only $2.99 a minute. Vanessa Angel. Get your hands off me. And Big Bad Bill Murray. On July 26th. Watch the door. Get your mind in the gutter. I will pay you $1 million to sleep with your friend here. Kingpin. Are you still drinking? No, 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 no. I, I don't. That's that's behind me now. I just. Why are you buying? All right, guys. So I've got a nice, fun little segment I've added to the show. We're gonna run out tonight, and it's called Dez's Five Fun, Possibly Fake Facts. <laughs> oh God, no! Fact number one: Kingpin cost twenty-five million dollars to make and grossed thirty-two point two million at the box office. So I'm going to say that this movie was not considered a success. What do you guys no. think? No, I think that they'd want to make more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd probably want to win a little bit more than that at the box office. Um, I'm quite sure that this did very well in DVD sales and stuff like that. Though. I'm sure they made a ton of money on the back end because this is a cult classic. Uh, number two, Chris Farley was supposed to play the role of Ishmael, but he was contracted to do Black Sheep at the time. So they went with Randy Quaid. What do you guys think of Chris Farley in this part? Nah. What do you think? Nah. Nah. All, all I can see is a big roly-poly guy trying to bowl. And yeah. it, it's just not working. Yeah. That actually makes a ton of sense. Like, he didn't, wouldn't look fit enough to do it. Now, granted, when you go later to the tournament and... They're all fat. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Athlete. like, you're like, oh, you could probably believe it. But, um, I mean, honestly, I liked Chris Farley and everything. He was funny, yeah. but. Um, I don't want that falling down crazy guy. I, I think that Randy Quaid was just 
perfect for this role. Um, Randy Quaid had to convince Bill Murray to appear in the movie, which is maybe why we're not getting as much Bill Murray as I want. I want more Ernie McCracken in this movie, just my opinion. But that's interesting. Now, if Chris Farley had gotten the role, does that mean there would have been no Bill Murray? So who would have played McCracken? Possibly. I get the impression that Bill Murray did this half-heartedly, and I I didn't read that anywhere. But it just feels like like they purposely maybe wrote him into the movie sparingly. I don't know. Because he was when he was on the screen, I'm loving this movie. When he's not on the screen, I'm liking this movie a lot. So, and uh, number five, Bill Murray improved, and this goes back to the last one. Bill Murray improved almost all of his lines for this movie. He almost wow. had no script. So they let him just wing it. So again, I don't know how much he wanted to be in this movie. He might have been like, hey, I'll do it to keep my, you know, roll down to a minimum and I don't want a script. <laughs> um, and I do have a sixth. <laughs> I'm already breaking my rules. So today it's going to be Dez's six fun and possibly fake facts. Uh, Bill Murray did roll the final three strikes to win the tournament at the end. He actually rolled those strikes. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but you skipped number four. <laughs> All right. So number four, <clears throat> Woody Harrelson actually shaved his head and grew that comb over in. That's real. <laughs> yeah. Talk about uh, talk about commitment to the craft. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly thought it was a piece. So nope. He grew oh, that horrible. beautiful. Yeah, he blew. He grew that beautiful head of hair out for the movie, and that then he fucking shaved the top of it and combed it over. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. And, and I have here, Delin takes over. I wrote that because I'm I in the that. I'm in the document, so I'm letting you know that's my spot. <laughs> All right, so Delin is now in the driver's seat. All right, so I'm going to hit you with a synopsis. It is with it. Roy Munson was raised to be the best bowler in the world, trained early by his father. But a fellow bowler, Ernie McCracken, and a misunderstanding with some rough punks leaves poor Roy with the loss of his bowling hand. Not to let him, not to let this get him down, which he does, but okay. <laughs> not to let. <laughs> okay. He gets a prosthetic hand and becomes a traveling salesman. <laughs> That's from IMDb. That's a terrible synopsis. I should have read that ahead of time. I say, not, he doesn't let it get him down. I mean, he's an alcoholic and he's going down on a troll, but yeah. No worries. <laughs> uh, you know who the lady, you know who the landlord reminds me of? She's kind of a combination of the woman who played um, uh, Marion in uh, Indiana Jones and the one who played uh, Lois Lane in the Stop Superman movie it. combined into one woman. Stop it. <laughs> That's terrible. That's just, somebody is going to come and, and punch you out for that. Eventually. They're really not that bad looking. And you know who this is. She's in something about Mary, too. Oh, of course. Yeah. She's in, yeah, Lynn she's Shay. great. Lynn Shay. Yeah. She's amazing. You, you, they you really wouldn't dress recognize her. her if you saw her in real life. Yeah, they really dress her down for this one. Woo! Oh, well, I knew she looked familiar, but in this movie, she was horrifying. Yeah, no, she's oh, yeah. Magda from Something About Mary, the, uh, yeah. the lady with the crazy tan. Yeah. Yeah, and the plastic <laughs> boobs. Yeah. Yikes. Well, they're not real, clearly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, if they are, I apologize, Lynn Shay. Anyways. Oh, boy. <laughs> she's listening. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, so what I was going to say when you introduced me was this great quote, you're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. I love that quote. That's and, if that's, and if that's a Bill Murray, like just shooting off the cuff, love it. Well, you replaced it with Des, fuck you. So I'm sure all our <laughs> listeners approve. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. you called me the angry podcaster or whatever you called me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> where the hell that came from? Well, it's because you don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a oh, little clearer. Man. Yeah. It was, it was fun getting ready for tonight's uh, performance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the backstory. Oh, there hey. may have been a couple of F-bombs dropped. Anyway, let's do this thing. <laughs> So our movie opens in Ocelot, Iowa in 1969 at the Munson service station. A young Roy Munson, played by Woody Harrelson, and his dad, played by Daniel Green, practice bowling behind the service station. Flashing forward, we find ourselves in 1979, where a grown Roy enters a bowling alley as a big shot bowler, showing off his amateur championship ring to the crowd before rolling a perfect strike. The next day, he says goodbye to his dad and friends before leaving for the pro bowling tour. His dad gives him a broken gold pocket watch, saying it might help him if he runs into trouble on the road. So, um, Pat, I'm not sure if I've ever pegged bowling as the key to anyone's future, but it seems like Roy has a decent start here. Yeah, he's, he was happy and popular and at, seemed to be at his prime in the smallest town in the country. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Un unbelievable. It was... It was pretty funny. Whenever you see movies that are set in a time period, you, you always got to give props to the people who put this together for the clothes, the hairstyles, the cars. Yeah. Everything was. And I'm like flashing back in time. I'm like, wow, man, that people really dress like this. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But the one okay. thing I want to make comment on, and I didn't pick up on this until I saw it the second or third time is when Roy walks into the bowling alley and he grabs the piece of pizza off the plate, yeah. everybody's cheering and everything is good and he's eating the pizza. And then let's fast forward to the end and <laughs> yeah. they do a callback to that scene. He's yeah. walking into it, but the guy walks in, what the hell are you doing? Give me that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, this is not teenage Roy's world anymore. I love the uh, I love the the striking rolls too because he, he the ball gets about halfway down and then he drops into that perfect split and he points his hand forward and then the ball takes off again and strikes. When you guys... when I saw that throw, I've done some ten pin bowling. When I That's saw that I. throw and the ball stops halfway Great. down, still spinning, and then he gives it the go sign and then the ball takes <laughs> off towards the pins. I knew from that moment on. This was going to be a very silly movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Not, re not really working in the world of uh, physics. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. So the best man at our wedding. <laughs> this is a real fact. Oh, the, uh, the best man at our wedding, his older sister, Joanne, was actually a professional um, candle pin bowler. And we used to watch her on ESPN um, play. So, yeah, she was kind of a big deal, which is interesting. Fun fact. Me. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact, I once knew somebody on ESPN. Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. So now we go to the uh, championship, and a voiceover is laying it on thick while Roy is sweating it out, 
trying to win the Odor Eaters tournament, but it's not the commentator. It's Ernie McCracken, played by Bill Murray. He's Roy's, Roy's opponent, and if Roy makes the strike, he wins. Despite the heckling, Roy rolls a strike for the win. After he leaves, he experiences car trouble, and he's found that somebody's put sugar in his gas tank, and it will cost him at least $2,000 to fix it. Coincidentally, or not so much, Ernie shows up and tells him he knows a way to make some money on the side, and that would get his car fixed. Later that evening, Ernie and Roy enter a seedy bowling alley with the intention of hustling some locals. After successfully ripping them off, Roy and Ernie are confronted by those angry bowlers, and Ernie tricks Roy into getting out of the car before taking off, leaving Roy to face the music in his place. The angry men take Roy back into the alley where they remove his bowling hand by sticking it into the ball return. So, Des, that's a really tough turn of events for our Roy. Yeah, I fucking love this fucking scene when mm. you're hearing Bill Murray's voice and then you realize it's Bill Murray sitting next to fucking Roy. I, I literally laughed out loud. I've watched this line, you know, a million times, which is why I, um, I'm using it for the intro of today's show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, super funny. This is great. Uh, I love the outfits. I love Bill Murray. It's just awesome, man. It's really great. And uh, and then this scene where he takes some, you know, actually the breakfast scene where he, or when they're having breakfast and oh, he's, yeah. you know, telling him the rules, you know, this is how we do it in the pros. You know, we make money on the side. Are you interested? And he's like, we're interested? Yeah, interested. Like, do you want to do it? Do it? And he's like, and fucking, he keeps from, he's trying to eat his fucking porridge. And finally, you know, Bill Murray's like, take that outside and eat it. And then come back inside. And he looks over at the old lady. He's like, Hi. And the lady goes, hi. He goes, no, not you. Hi. I love, love Big Earn McCracken. That's also love when that. he says to the waitress, uh, why don't you wipe off that perfume yeah. before you come back? It's like, oh, oh my God. Fucking great. Is he drinking Tab and Tangeray? Tab oh, and, and Tangeray. And keep him coming. It's a long drive. <laughs> yeah, keep him coming. I got a long drive ahead of me. And then um, Tab. When, when they go into the bowling alley, and they're doing the old dictionary salesman. Oh my God. Go ahead. You want to blow your whole bonus? You go ahead and blow it. Fucking <laughs> that whole thing was just fucking great. Uh, Father, like please it. help me. Yeah, I'm a priest. Like you're a fucking dictionary salesman. <laughs> I liked, I, I was not a fan of Ernie McCracken. You know how I feel about arrogant characters or arrogant yes. people? They're like the lowest of low. Mm -hmm. And everything about Ernie was he was nothing but a dickhead from yeah. the word go. But <laughs> I loved the best part of Ernie was when they were pretending to be the salesman. Oh, yeah, that was that was when I liked Ernie because he he just shoveled that load of shit so deep. It was hysterical. Oh. And I'm also tired of using that word, but it was so funny. He's. Seven for seven hundred dollars? No, no, not seven hundred dollars. He reaches into Roy's pocket and yanks all his money out. You want to do this? We're gonna do this for fifteen hundred dollars. How does he go from making fun of him to spending all his money? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. Let's also it's not gloss over the fact that there's a bag of sugar in Ernie's backseat. Oh, and I love it. And he says, "That's my morning coffee." <laughs> it's like mm, mm. there comes a day in every bowler's life when they have to face the music. And today, that bowler is you. <laughs> Steps on the gas. Oh, and, such a dickhead. 
Oh, yeah. and the little guy in the wheelchair making that like perverted face as he's turning on the fucking ball machine. Uh, oh, so good. No, never mind his partner when they first went in there and he's talking to him and he had that tick where he. Began, oh yeah. Well, so you're gonna. <laughs> no, it's. Yeah. it's I was it's, like, oh my I see god, it. where did this you guy are, come from? You owe us another hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's I loved like it. He had electric shock therapy. He just every once in a while he couldn't help but twitch. What was interesting too with this movie was for a movie that is a slapstick Fowley Brothers movie, there were some moments in it where it had some heart. Like for instance, I really liked the scene with Roy and his father in the beginning when he's getting ready to leave and he gives him the pocket watch. Yeah. It had a genuine feel to it. It was nice. And you know, there's a couple other ones we're gonna get, like where um Claudia says to Roy when he's down, no, you look real sharp, you know, when they're going back to his hometown. So and he looked couple, like hell. Oh, he looked like hell. <laughs> but it played. It played nice. I thought that there were some there were some nice genuine moments in this movie, which were a little out of place in the movie, but it just added another layer to it that I liked. Honestly, I think you need that in a movie like this because this is what I call gross out comedy. A yeah. lot of it, you know, the, the jokes are at the expense of being gross. Mm -hmm. And the Ferrelli brothers do that on the reg and you kind of expect it. But um, I think without those moments of some genuineness, it would just be a big gross out joke. And what's the point of watching two hours of that? Right. Right. Oh, Agreed. absolutely. And, and I just remembered as we're talking, when, when you were saying the word gross, did we forget to mention the scene after Roy made it, with his landlord oh, oh, we haven't god. gotten there yet oh my god when you say gross as yeah. soon as as soon as he said is there anything i can do to work it off i knew where it was going yeah. and yep. when you see her with the cigarette and him throwing up in the toilet yeah yeah oh, we're about to get into that scene right here all, all right, right go ahead so it's 17 years later in scranton pennsylvania and our hook-handed Roy is down on his luck. He's selling bowling supplies to alleys that don't really want to buy anything. But on one of these stops, he sees a man named Ishmael, playing, uh, played by Randy Quaid. And he's bowling, and he's actually pretty talented. Seeing an opportunity here, he tries to convince Ishmael to let him manage him. But the only problem is Ishmael is Amish, and he's not interested. Leaving defeated, he returns home, where he stages a purse snatching on his landlady, played by Lynn Shea, where he can act like a hero. She falls for it initially, but then sees Roy talking with a robber, and the jig is up. She says she'll call the cops or he can pay off what he owes with sex. Let's just say that her hygiene is questionable, so it's not exactly an easy ask. After they're done, she reminds him that she st that he still owes her a month's worth of rent. There you go, Pat. There's your gross scene. It's pretty nasty. Uh, she was horrifying. Horrifying. Mm -hmm. And Roy, Roy's bowing to the porcelain god after the fact. <laughs> was wrenching perfect absolutely because i i can't even begin to fathom what he did mm. without gagging wrenching into the toilet <laughs> multiple so, and the, times and the varicose veins on her legs that she's putting oh. her stockings back on oh. just made him throw up again oh. I, I think you jarred something loose tiger Oh, dear. <laughs> what, is it, what is it about rough sex that makes me have to take a crap oh god i loved it i think you charge something loose 
Oh, uh, and dude, and the and the fucking scene where his buddy who has staged the robbery is in his kitchen and he goes, that coffee wasn't even hot. And then, you know, the, the pot is whistling and he makes the new cup of coffee. He's like, ooh, he burns his lips on the glass. Ooh, now that's hot. <laughs> Before he whips it in the then he turns around and throws it in his face. face. <laughs> I fucking love that. I thought that, that was uh, That great. was Billy Garson, by the way, the robber. Yeah. And yeah, he I was uh, on Sex in the City and some other things. Yeah, I've recognized him. Uh, I believe he was in, um, was he in something about Mary also? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, the doctor who is friends with Mary, who knows Mary, basically. Right. He's the one that tells uh, Ben Stiller, yeah, I saw her at a convention. She's a, she's a doctor. Yeah. Right. So I, I recognized him from that. You recognized him from Sex in the City. Oh, I definitely recognize from <laughs> Sex in the City because I've seen every episode and all the movies. Fun fact I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, movie. Well, that gay. explains it. <laughs> movie gay. I like gay movies. Except you haven't watched Magic Mike yet. <laughs> oh, I've seen Magic Mike. Just not to the end, because you know what happens if you watch Magic Mike to the end. You're gay. <laughs> You're gay. <laughs> we shut it off with like five minutes to go. Needing money, Roy heads to the Amish community, pretending to be one of them in hopes of luring Ishmael into a bowling tournament in Reno, Nevada, with a top prize of $1 million. After some slapstick on the Amish farm, we find out that the community is actually in need of a half a million dollars to save their land from foreclosure. So they give Ishmael permission to go to Nevada to win the money. Des. We don't have a cow, but we do have a bull. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Took some work, but I got it going. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> the whole Amish scene, it was okay. I mean, if I watch this movie again, and when I do watch this movie, I usually kind of fast forward through this part because, eh, you know, he cuts off the, he cuts off the horse's feet when he's changing his shoes. Yeah, I didn't That's like that insane. part. That was gross. I know you were saying that you like to fast forward through the Amish scene. Yes. But this, when I watched this movie the first time, it was, I knew it was just going to be silly. And I didn't watch it completely. I watched half of it one day, the other half the next day. And then I watched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I watched it again this morning. And I realized it's actually funnier the second time around. Because yeah. now you know what's coming and you actually anticipate the laugh. Mm -hmm. you, you can't fast forward to the Amish scene for multiple reasons. Ishmael comes in from the farm, from the field, kisses his grandmother and is picking hair off his tongue and his lips as he's sitting <laughs> down. <laughs> Two, the dog plays tug of war with Roy's rubber hand. And when he releases the hand, Roy slaps himself in the face. I laughed out loud. I watched yeah, it again it today. I laughed out loud. It's great. I, I, I was stoned out of my skull. I watched it three times in a row, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> also, it was funny earlier when he was talking to Ishmael, and he was counting the reasons why Ishmael would want to work with him. And he was, like, uh, bending the fingers back. <laughs> yeah. Bending the rubber fingers back. I was like, oh, that's that's just so good. It's, and, it's and we, Go ahead. And one final part, because I realized most of the funniest scenes in this movie all had to do with Roy and his hand. Yeah. So you can't you can't go past the Amish scene because you can't miss 
him nailing the, his hand to the board while watching <laughs> the girl walk by. It's funny. No, I mean, I've, I've seen this movie probably a dozen times. So, I mean, I'm just talking about now, you know. But yeah, no, I mean, if you're if you're watching this for a second time, you're gonna you're gonna leave it on during these parts. Never, I love never when mind he's... the look of all the other Amish workers next to him all shaking their head as he waves at the girl with the board stuck to his hand through yeah. with a nail. Yeah. It <laughs> it's was all funny. There was just so much silliness. I've never watched a comedy where I thought it was funnier the second or third time around. Yeah, because usually once you know the joke, you're you're not surprised by it and don't laugh as hard but oh and i picked up on some things of course i can't remember them now but oh, <laughs> i picked up on some things the second or third time that i missed the first time oh god that's great yeah i love when they're uh when he's trying to convince ishmael to you know work with him and he's like you know you need a manager i'll be your friend i'll always be there for you he's like sorry mr munson i'm just not interested you're a fucking loser you're never going anywhere <laughs> yeah he'll pull that a couple of times in this movie where roy flip flops on uh ismail which roy was, was my favorite character of them all yeah no yeah. for me it's bigger in the crack and i thought bill murray was in rare form in this movie i really See, loved the this character. is this is why you and i when we talk <laughs> movies are always on opposite sides of the fence mm -hmm. because you like arrogant obnoxious characters that's because i am I an arrogant obnoxious character <laughs> and i detest them and you <laughs> perfect <laughs> tell us how you really feel that oh that's perfect hey, don't Go open ahead. the door if you don't want me to walk through i oh love God. it i love it this isn't news to me keep going <laughs> next yeah, oh my it. lord <laughs> all right give us the next scene all right on we go <laughs> <laughs> More than upward. Oh, oh and i would just like to say that my favorite character in this movie are the comb overs of both woody harrelson and bill murray i agree great Some fantastic flopping of comb overs happening in the last scene that just Mwah, just, oh, that yeah. just that scene just happens to be rolling across screen now <laughs> and as the final match goes on the hair yeah it, you, it, my god it's you like think someone <laughs> it looked like someone from don king's makeup crew <laughs> did their hair holy crap yeah both yeah. of them with the crazy comb overs they're flopping in the wind it it's yeah. Fantastic. But knowing that Woody Harrelson actually did that, yeah. I mean, that takes balls, man. Yeah. That takes balls to shave yeah, your head like commitment. that. Not to mention, that, that means that in his, in his day to day life, he was walking around like that. Yes, he was. <laughs> he, I, you know, this is my thought on hair. Uh -oh. I feel like you can have a thick head of hair, right? But if you shave your head bald, you're fucked. It's never growing back the same. You, you're asking for baldness. I would never. I mean, I'm. I look like Davy Crockett. I'm lucky. I my hair is so thick, it's like a fucking Davy Crockett hat. But I don't even know if I would be immune to that. I think if I shaved my head bald, it would grow back receding. Ooh. Oh, I hey, don't man, know. I'm the one that's supposed to be stoned here. Where the hell are you going with this? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, I don't think that would happen to you because I've seen you scalp yourself a couple of times when you're trying to cut your own hair and it's grown back <laughs> just fine. <laughs> oh, oh god my gosh. i love it 
the humanity. <laughs> the humanity of it. All oh. right. So after Roy turns Ishmael onto cigarettes and coffee, the Amish bowler gets beat by a club bowler and reveals to an angry Roy that he's used to playing 15 frames, not 10, because that's how his grandpa taught him. Roy decides to take Ishmael back home, but Ish asks to be let out, and he's going to try to go to Reno on his own so he can save the farm for his family. Thinking about what is waiting for him at home, namely his landlady, Roy decides to continue training Ishmael and go to Reno. So we've got a montage here of Ishmael getting better and Roy teaching him, and Roy decides it's time to try the dictionary salesman scam again, since they still need money to get to Reno with. The guy at the bowling alley gives him an address and says to be there at midnight and bring cash. They follow his directions and find themselves at a mansion. Roy has brought fake money wrapped in a real $100 bill. Stanley, played by Rob Moran, owns the mansion and knows that Roy is a hustler, but he still wants to bowl against Ish for money. Stanley loses, and his girlfriend Claudia, played by Vanessa Angel, is fresh with him. He takes her out of the room and hits her. When he returns, he goes to pay Roy, but sees the fake money and attacks him instead, telling his goon to take Ish out back and cut off his hand. Claudia cuts the lights and escapes with Roy and Ish, but not before she sticks a knife into the tire, Stanley's fancy red car. So, Pat, serve Stanley right for hitting Claudia, if you ask me. Stanley <laughs> has to be one of the most pretentious douchebags I've ever seen. <laughs> the, the skunk streak in the hair was yeah. bad enough. But what the fuck is with the eyeliner? <laughs> Holy crap. I thought he looked, I thought he was trying to be a raccoon. Yeah. He that reminded me of Gavin. Oh, Gavin Rossdale? Yes, he reminds me of Gavin Rossdale from uh, Bush. Yeah, I, okay, actually, I can, he does a lot. I can see that. Was Bush popular at this point? Maybe they, that was the point. They were trying to make him look like that. Um, I don't know. Was it when did this movie you? come out? 96? Uh, 96, yeah. Bush was, I think Bush yeah, was Bush was in the 90s. That's probably why they dressed That's him up like that. That's probably why. That would make sense. But we're, I think... I was trying to remember. I know the name Vanessa Angel, who play uh, who played Claudia. Yes, wasn't she in a movie with Chevy Chase? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Spies like us, maybe. No, no, I don't think she was in Spies like us. I don't know. I saw her somewhere, and the I'm name sounds her, familiar. Uh, her IMDb as we speak. Let's see. Mm, I don't see Spies like us. I wasn't born with your hand in my bush, Earl. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dear Lord, help us. Where did I miss that one? It was in well, Neighbors. It wasn't in this movie. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. We were Earl. talking about Bush, so I figured, what the hell? Okay, good connection there. <laughs> oh, no, she wasn't spies like us. Was she? Okay. I she thought, was wow. on the and Rocket Crew. Good call, I, Pat. And I've I seen that movie. So. Delane, you know, I used to come home from work and watch Spies Like Us every day for about a year and a half. So I've seen Spies Like Us, I think I can say, without exaggerating, at least 300 times. Yeah, and probably. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I'm, I'm ashamed. It's, it's <laughs> the shame. name. It's the name. You don't come across the name Vanessa Angel very often. So uh, it had to be a unique you know, it's something that you pick up on. Yeah. You know, you're watching a movie and, oh, that's a nice name. And now 20 years later, you hear the name again. You're like, oh, I remember that name. Ooh, that's a nice name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Ew. Ooh, that's a nice name. Like Ivana a lot of sex. Oh, what was oh, that? It wasn't. God. Was it Ivana? I don't know what fucking. It wasn't that in Spies Like Us. I, I mean, in uh, it's fucking Spy Who Shagged Me. Ivana. Yeah, I want a lot of sex or I want a <laughs> lot of pussy or something. I don't know. <laughs> Did you smoke a bowl before we started this? I don't smoke bowls anymore. <laughs> Never oh, bogart the bong. Never. Oh my goodness. All I right. have Bogart of the Bong or two in my day. Get though. this train on the rail again. I'm trying. I'm trying. You guys are like wrangling like, I don't know, puppies. It's it's tough. It's like trying to keep cats in a bag. Wrangling puppies? Yeah. The fuck is that? Have you ever tried to wrangle a bunch of puppies and keep them all on track? Oh, they yeah, don't don't happen. Yeah. 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 yeah I was just doing it right before the podcast. What? <laughs> oh my God. All right. So back on the farm, Ishmael's father asks his cousin to go find Ishmael and bring him home. Claudia and Roy decide to become partners because Roy's broke and Claudia has $500. There's yet another montage of Ish hustling other bowlers, this time with Claudia's help. After a few good scores, Roy tries to ditch Claudia in the middle of the night at a hotel. However, Claudia is waiting for them in the car. She kicks Roy's ass in the parking lot, but Ishmael overhears their fight and takes off on his own. Roy and Claudia go searching for Ish and find themselves in Roy's hometown. Roy tells Claudia about his past and they make up and then they hit the road again to search for Ish. So does that fight scene is uh, something, huh? Yeah, so I don't. Do you know which came out first, this or Dumber Dumber? Oh, I don't know. All right, because <clears throat> they're both made by the same uh, the same guys, right? These are yes, made by the, the Farley Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. So it's funny in Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Dumb and Dumber was first. That's nineteen ninety four. Okay, so this is a callback to Dumb and Dumber then, because in Dumb and Dumber, um, the two shitheads, the two dummies, are in a <laughs> diner having breakfast, and. Uh, <laughs> Something happens where he throws some salt shake or something, and it ends up hitting a guy, and he goes to kick one of the dumber dumb guys' asses, Lloyd, I think. And in that movie, it's Cam Neely, and he's sea bass. Isn't he sea bass? <laughs> yeah, he's kick sea bass. Sea bass. Kick his ass, sea bass. So in this one, the lady comes and asks Ish, "Do you want to dance?" Same scene. He says yes. Guy comes in with his crew, but this time it's Roger Clemens. Former picture of the Red Sox. Him. I spotted yeah. him immediately. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a it's a callback to Dumb and Dumber, and I noticed it immediately. Yeah, and um, obviously, Forelli Brothers. What are they? Rhode Island. So yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of Boston sports greats yep. are on their hit list. Yeah, um, I know. The one thing I noticed about this movie was I thought they they overused the montage thing, and I wrote that down. We're gonna get a fuckload of montage. Yeah, I actually movie. at some point I think I wrote, and then yet another montage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they overused the montage. It was kind of cheating, but whatever. I get it. Yeah, I think that like one, maybe two, it should be a cap for a flick. Yeah, I you mean, know? unlike in last week's movie, Sinister, where. You know, the writing was so unbelievably tight. You know, they're telling us everything about everything with minimal exposition. This movie, I mean, I don't know if it's because they're thinking that the people watching it are um, <laughs> dumb. I think that they just think people are dumb. So they're just giving us these, you know, super dumps with these montages over and over and over. And I was like, all right, I get it. Yeah, honestly, sloppy storytelling. But, yeah. you know, the, again, like you said, this movie is not made for the members of Mensa. So I get right. it. <laughs> Far from 
Yeah. That's I why mean, Pat, like did it. you have Pat? Did you have any trouble following it? <laughs> wow. Did you have any I, trouble following that joke? I had trouble following everything you just said. Oh, I know you did. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Where were we? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh god. The fight scene. Yeah. The, okay. Also, can we talk about her boobs moving in the fight scene? Oh god, uh, that's what we were talking about. It's the bizarre. fight scene. That I mean, I know it's supposed scene, to be funny, but it was bizarre to me. That fight scene was hysterical. She kicked his ass. That she did. And oh, so good. I didn't it, I, it? It really wasn't necessary. It was funny watching him get his ass kicked by Claudia. <laughs> but when he went into the uh, the boxing of the boobs, and they were clearly like some kind of prosthetic that yeah. were just like full of water, I was like, "Why did you have to go there?" Yeah. I mean, come on. It was it was a scream watching him get his ass kicked by Claudia. But the boxing boobs was was a little over the edge. I almost oh, think so that the please. point of it is to show that Roy doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of scruples. Because, right. you know, at first he's like, I don't want to get into a fight with a woman. And then the first thing he does is he starts punching her in the boobs when he starts losing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was funny. After the, uh, the scene with Roger Clemens, I love him in the car. She's like, you know, you're a real jerk. He's like, well, if I hadn't knocked him out, those guys with his crew would have torn him apart. She goes, yeah, but you didn't have to have beers with him afterwards. Why didn't one would think we were in cahoots? You didn't have to rub Tabasco sauce in his eyes. <laughs> that I missed the first time. That's the line I was missing the first time. Oh, I was oh, fucking laughing God. out loud. Also, I, that's why I found it funnier the second time around. Also, yeah. when she uh, she kicked him in the nuts, when she kicked Roy in the nuts, and he goes, you have a wide foot because you hit them both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. See, now that's yeah. what's great about having one unusually droopy left nut is that <laughs> it's very difficult to kick me in both of my balls at the same time. Yes, but I understand recently that was proved to be wrong. <laughs> Yes, okay. So let me fill the listeners on oh, a God, fun little please, fact. We don't have to. We, Delin, oh, and yes, I, we do. <clears throat> Delin and I work out at a uh, gym near our house where we do this kind of strength and conditioning class every week. It's with a group of people. And uh, I was fucking with Delin. We had boxing gloves on. And I was, you know, fucking being obnoxious like I always am. And I said, you know what? Fuck you. Not you. I'm going gonna, gonna to turn around and I'm going to fucking work out with these ladies behind us. There was a group of like five ladies behind us. So I turned around and we were doing... um these squats where you have your legs spread and you squat down. And as I squatted down with my legs spread, Delyn came up behind me and kicked me as hard as she could in the nuts. The tip of her fucking shoe came around the front. I could actually see it as her foot crushed my one good right nut. And I went down and everybody in the class went, oh, like there was a hush in the room as I went down. He is oh. so dramatic. First of all, no. he did not go down. There was not uh, a hush in the room. Oh, dude, there were people literally. Some girl went, "Oh my god!" Because I take karate there as well. Some girl went, "Oh my god, you're supposed to defend yourself." Like, <laughs> some girl actually said that as I lay there trying to get one he last breath there. in. He wasn't laying oh, there. He was standing dude, up. Let me tell all of you something, okay? She fucking kicked me as hard as she could in the balls okay. from behind while I was squatting. First of all, I was trying to kick you in the ass, and it was a misfire. I oh. apologize. <laughs> you have no ass. I'm sorry that you have no ass, and so I 
just you have no ass. I went to kick you in the ass because you were pissing me off. You fucking hit me in the face like five times in the row with the stupid boxing gloves on, and I had had enough. So That's I went to funny kick because, you in the ass. It's funny so because the tip words, of your the, the tip words, of your sneaker hit me in the belly button. So no, did not. My God, he's so dramatic, and he's making up half of this. This is a lot. This is one hundred percent the way it happened. No, no, it's yeah. not. Okay, I'm no, going to get some affidavits. What I'm gleaning out of this is you were a dickhead and you called John it. Yes. <laughs> he looked around and you found out. So in other words, <laughs> it was well-deserved. Yeah. And I wish I could have watched. And then we got in the car. <laughs> and then we got in the car outside the parking lot and she looked at me and she said, I'm sorry for kicking you in the balls in front of all those people. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I can dish it out and I can take it. No worries. No, but legitimately, I was trying to kick you in the ass. It was just, I just didn't do a good job. You're just not a sniper. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm not. And the, yeah, I'm and also, sniper. she was like, small Vin target, I get it. She also was going at my nuts like fucking Vinatieri in the snowball. She got like a three-step run-up on it and was like trying to kick a 50-yard field goal. You'd end up looking like one of those cartoons with your ass over your head. Yeah, my nut fucking came out of my mouth. Let's move no, on. No, it did not. Stop <laughs> it. It did yeah. not. Yeah, lady had to push it back down my throat. No, no. All right, None of that let's happened. go. None of that. All happened. of that happened. None of Here that we go. Happened. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so they find Ish stripping at a redneck nightclub being run by the guy from 3 o'clock high. And Roy and Claudia apologize to Ish, and they all resume the trip to Reno with some bonding moments on the way there because it's yet another montage. Uh, they finally <laughs> arrive in Reno for the tournament. We meet a high roller at the craps table played by Chris Elliott. Ish rolls the dice for him, winning him some big money. As the trio is now eating, we see a reporter interviewing big Ernie McCracken before the tournament. He sees Roy, and they have words before Ern reveals he had a relationship with Claudia. Ish takes a swing at Ern, breaking his hand on the wall. Claudia returns to her room to find Stanley has followed her to Reno. He threatens to hurt Roy and Ish. She offers him the 42 grand she has, the money that the trio won hustling bowlers. Down at the bar, the gambler offers Roy a million dollars to let him sleep with Ish, but it's really just a fantasy Roy was having. Ish suggested Roy play in the tournament, and he agrees to try, because what other choice does he have? So, Pat, I can't believe that Big Earn has anyone fooled with his baloney, but it seems like people think he's some kind of angel, and it's like everything that he says is so rude, I can't believe anyone is, like, buying it. Right. You and I, I think, feel the same way about Earn, which is the exact opposite the way Des feels about him. I mean that that just commercial with him with the 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 single mother unified fund and he's befriending <laughs> the fatherless boys and he's got the hand on one mom's hip yeah and as he walks away from him, he gooses her in the ass with the other hand going to another mom oh yeah I'm like this guy couldn't be more deplorable there was nothing good about him yeah he's yeah. Which is why, of course, Des likes him. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's your hero. I get it. Um, but I have to do. I know you. You think the montage is overworked in this movie. However, however, this last montage was probably my favorite. Des and I were talking about it before we started this. You got. Oh, it's your favorite because Ish smokes yeah. a cup of <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one's stealing my thunder. Oh God! 
first first you've got Roy putting shaving cream on Ish's hand in the back seat yeah. and making him scratch his nose with the shaving cream. Now you do it the opposite. You've got Ish putting shaving cream on Roy's hook. And before the scene finishes, it switches to Roy now in the front seat with a bandage on his nose. Yeah. I was in tears. He was so angry. <laughs> then you've got Claudia celebrating. She pops open the champagne. She goes to hand Ish the bottle. And from a low angle, Ish is like, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to do the champagne. And then it looks like he changes his mind and instead raises a bong to his face. <laughs> this was hysterical. This is the guy, he can't drink coffee. It's a stimulant. Uh, you can't, you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. Well, one of my favorite lines, a callback from earlier in the movie. Well, you'd think the people who did the testing on the cigarettes were being pretty accurate about the the problems with it. I mean, if you're dead, you can't smoke. <laughs> and I have to remember this. I'm going to watch the scene again and try and memorize it completely because this is one I'm going to throw at Jess. Uh, Des, the next time he gives me shit about smoking. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could see. That's so, all I could see was me and Des, and I was Roy explaining why cigarettes aren't bad for you. <laughs> let me let me share a vision with the with the listeners. So we're painters, and Pat is the sprayer for the company, which means he uses a commercial spray there. gun. Don't go and there. Pat, I've seen Pat in a room with the windows shut with a commercial sprayer blasting a gallon of paint every 30 seconds in a cloud of vaporized paint with his respirator resting on the sprayer and a fucking cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Oh my god. Holy shit, this man the is insane. was around my neck. Let's get it right. Des is airing out everyone's dirty laundry tonight. I'm fucking dying here. The respirator was around his neck. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, let's move on. That's great. All I right, so let me give I you. couldn't breathe with it on. I needed a cigarette. Holy shit, I love that. That's what I love about you. You're insane. Uh, so yeah, this so this scene with Chris Elliott and uh, where he comes up and they have the fantasy scene. I love this scene because this is a callback to Indecent Proposal with Woody Harrelson and Robert Redford and um, Demi what's Moore. her name? Demi Moore. So yeah, so that was a callback to that movie, which I thought was pretty good. And I love in the fantasy, poor Ish is laying on the bed on his stomach with an ice pack on his ass. Oh God! <laughs> so you know, in fucking Roy's in Roy's demented fantasy, he's been uh, yeah. Um, I kind of thought it was interesting that uh, Ish hurt his left hand, not his right hand, and he's not going to try to bowl. He's going to let Roy bowl with a rubber hand. Yeah, I think they just missed that because I saw it too, and I'm like, he's not a left-handed bowler. Yeah, like why wouldn't she just bowl? He, yeah. He just... Okay, I'd also like to bring up. Earlier in the movie, as Roy is counting the down on his fingers, how many good ways he could be the manager, and he's bending these fingers backwards. Obviously, this is just a, like a rubber glove, right. a bit just a big, thick, hollow rubber hand. Yeah. How's can it somebody up a explain? Ball? Can somebody explain to me how it is he bowls with it? I mean, come on. Yeah, I know it's a silly movie, but he can't hold the fucking ball. Yeah, they 
It should have been like, remember in uh, Enter the Dragon, the Bruce Lee movie, where the bad guy is missing the hand? <laughs> and he's got the glass case. He's got the tiger claw. He's got the bear claw. He's got the, the fucking hook. He's got... I think that they should have had a nice prostate made. Prostate? Oh, my God. Prostate? <laughs> <laughs> they should have had a nice prosthetic made for him that was, like, in the shape of the uh, three-fingered grip. They should have given him the three-fingered grip uh, prosthetic hand that fit into the bowling ball for bowling purposes. Like, wouldn't it be cool if they had, like, gambled against Chris Elliott for some money so they could go get the prosthetic hand that had the right grip? And yes. then, like, they went and they opened it up, and it was like, you know, the MacGuffin in Pulp Fiction when you open it up and it's all glowing gold, and it was I the hand. That. Like, I love it. Wouldn't that have been way better? It should have been a golden hand. <laughs> that, too. It would have matched been awesome. ball. Yeah, it would have been awesome. A, a golden hand. Um, was that the ball that he had? Did he hold on to it all those years? Yeah, I think so. And I that's so. okay. That's the other thing. He wasn't planning on bowling. How does he have that outfit? And how does he have that ball? Has it just been sitting in his trunk for 17 years? Yes. I bet it stinks. Easy answer. Yes. <laughs> I bet it stinks. Because um, you've seen the shape of that car. You know that thing stinks. Now, so here's the thing, too. So he comes out of retirement after 17 years. He hasn't thrown a ball in 17 years. And he comes up one strike short of beating Big Earn McCracken. Seems to me like he threw the towel in a little quick I agree. 17 years ago. Like, I agree. You know, like his dad loves him. Okay. He comes from a town where he's a fucking hero. He should have gone back to town and been like, look. This happened. The town gets behind him. They get him the golden fucking prostate. And he's on his way to winning a title. Again? Again, again with the prostate? Pro prosthetic. They give him the, the golden the prosthetic. Prostate. Yeah. They give him the golden prosthetic. And he fucking, <laughs> and he goes back to going. So I thought that it was a little bit, uh, I thought his, his tossing of the towel on life was a little premature. Yeah. Well, obviously it was depression. Yeah. You know. He was depressed. He didn't want to face anybody. As he said, when he returned home with Claudia, he didn't even go home for his dad's funeral. His dad died 10 years ago. He didn't even go home for it. Mm, so, dick. yeah, I mean, his, da <laughs> his dad was so behind him and cared about him so much. You think that that would have mattered to him? No, he yeah. would have, you know, he would have stayed ashamed. behind him. You know, I, I feel like there were options for Roy that he did not flush out after the accident, if you want to call it an accident. Now, how did that machine remove his hand? Isn't that just where the ball comes back up? I think if you put it in reverse and it's like um, rubberized wheels. Or is it a cleaning? Was that the ball cleaner? No, it was the no, ball return. No, that's the ball return. Yeah, that wouldn't remove your hand. I don't know. It says keep your hands clear. Pat, okay, let's well, get on the little... that analytical on it. How is it none of these bastards were arrested for doing this? Right. Pat, let's go down to the local alley and check it out. We'll put your hand in it. <laughs> uh, Why don't you put your prostate in it? No. Why don't I put my, my left nut in it? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that'll give a whole new meaning to the phrase ball return. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, strapping kids. We're going to the end. Okay, I can't wait. Oh, shoot. <laughs> At the tournament, Roy loses his rubber hand on his first roll, but somehow gets a strike anyway. The crowd starts starts calling him and chanting the rubber man. Yet another montage happens here. Our last one of the movie. Thank God for that. Yes. 
We're watching both Roy and Ern win their respective battles, setting us up for the big rematch, mano e mano, for the title and $1 million. Thomas, Ish's cousin, shows up at the tournament and takes Ish home. After a close game, Ernie wins by throwing three strikes in a row. While walking to his car in the morning, Stanley confronts Roy in the parking lot, thinking Claudia has returned to him. Stan reveals Claudia stole his money and has been talking to Ernie on the phone. He lets Roy go and says he's going after Ernie. One week later, we find Roy back at his crappy apartment in Pennsylvania. He's dumping out all his booze. Claudia walks in and reveals that she has 84 grand of Stanley's money. He won it by betting the 42 grand she took against she took against Roy in the bowling tournament. She faked talking to Big Ern to throw off uh, Stanley all along. She wasn't talking to Ernie. Roy shows Claudia a check for $500,000 he received from Trojan to be the rubber man and endorse the company. Back on the farm, Thomas and Ish return home in defeat, but Roy and Claudia are already there with a tale of Ish helping them become better people. They've taken the $500,000 and paid off the bank, saving the land for foreclosure. Roy and Ish say goodbye and share a nice moment. Then Roy and Claudia drive off after Claudia gives Roy back his dad's watch. It's now working. She said all I had to do was wind it. They kiss and drive off into the sunset with the Amish calling, goodbye, brother Munson. Goodbye, whore. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so the ball that um, Bill Murray is playing with, they found that at a local uh, bowling shop. So that's not something they had made for the movie. I thought that was pretty cool. And I loved it with the rose in it. Yeah. And fucking Big Earn is fucking just And he's the talking balls. to it. He's like, no, one yeah. more time. Come on. Just one more time, baby. That's all I need. And uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah. fucking great. To great. add to my to add to my dislike for Ern McCracken, did anyone happen to notice the gadget he was wearing on his hand? That yeah. it looked an awful lot like something you see on a baseball player's helmet protecting his fucking finger. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw that. I couldn't believe I didn't realize what it was at first. I thought maybe it was like some kind of a glove. And then I saw it from a different angle. And it's a hard piece of plastic, something that looks like an addition to a baseball helmet after someone's taken one in the noggin. I love it. I I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God. And how horrid his outfits were. Every (laughs) every match that he played, he had a different, pathetic, oh, my God. (laughs) His outfits were horrifying. I was just looking at the last scene when they were – when uh, Roy was going against Big Earn, and the very last strike Earn has to throw, we were talking about hair. After <laughs> oh. he makes the throw, I'm not shitting you. You should watch this scene again because it made me laugh my ass off. His hair, his comb over, was literally coming from above his ear and was now flopped over the other side. It was no longer combed over. It was <laughs> yeah. now flopped over almost like a hair halo yep <laughs> it was ridiculously funny both comb overs uh were like characters of their own they were oh, great it couldn't have looked any worse unless it was windblown and then at the end when big Ern shakes fucking roy's hand and then pulls his hand off and throws it in the crowd <laughs> <laughs> oh god huh. the, 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 the only thing that i kind of was hoping for is the build-up to uh, earn needing three strikes. Of course, the way Dez is looking at it, the way he loves Earn, he's already certain that Earn's going to win this. Now, oh, yeah. I've never seen this before, so the first time I'm watching it, all I kept saying to myself is, this dick can't win. He can't win. He's a dickhead. Oh, he wins. And, 
and then the bastard won. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, most movies that you see, they don't win. Roy would have won. And yeah. I think that they they did that on purpose because, you know, they Roy still wins at the end. Yes. Right. That's just in that's, a different way. When I saw when I saw the ending in the contract he got with the condom company, um, because he's the rubber man. Right. Um, when I saw that he got the check and he had said to Claudia, it's only being split one way. You had to know that it was going to ish. And that was great. And you see Roy pouring all his booze down the kitchen sink. So you see that, you know, he's going to turn his life around and uh, it was a nice ending. You also have to wonder um, how long before ish discovers that huge tattoo on his back. That I forgot all about that. Funny. (laughs) He's totally freaking out about the little four leaf clover on his chest. He looks at Ed in the mirror and Roy almost shits himself when he sees his back. Oh, and then he turns around, what? And you see what's on his back and you're like, holy crap. Because yeah, Roy says, so, yeah, no big deal. We'll burn it off with a cigarette. It's nothing. He's like, and then Mish looks at him, he's like, mm, I kind of like it. Little four leaf clover. Yeah, not so bad. It's not so bad. There's so many of those scenes where, you know, what do you think a cigarette is? It's a stimulant, just like coffee. Really? Okay. Well, they give me a large coffee with extra cream and two sugars and extra cream, lots of cream. <laughs> also, when you just said cigarette, it made me think of the scene where Lynn Shay takes the cigarette out of her mouth. She spits in her hand and then she, she rubs the cigarette out in her Puts hand. the cigarette out in her hand. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Well, how, about, how about this? Jess, I mean, you, you've got to, I'm, I'm thinking when you saw just prior to that scene, as Roy's leaving his apartment, and he sees the two guys out in front. I I, I can't see you not seeing me. <laughs> the guy with the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And the oxygen tank. To running into his nose. Absolutely. And you get sick if you drink your own piss. But my, my favorite part of it was Roy says to the man, how's life? Taking too long. Taking forever. It's taking forever. forever. Oh, I, I love can that see line. I'm watching that, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm betting Des is seeing me. I and love he can't that line. Wait to say that. Oh God, how's life going? It's taking forever. You you let me down, man. Oh yeah, Pat's the only guy I know that can smoke an electronic cigarette and a real cigarette at the same time. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you that can't brings... get enough nicotine, man. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. <laughs> Um, and we're going to get a young John Popper at the end from the Blues Traveler singing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I thought was pretty uh, pretty cool. I have a question for the trivia master. <laughs> sure, uh, hit me. <laughs> the announcer at the beginning of the Million Dollar Tournament. Yeah. Was that the same guy as the lead singer for Blues Traveler? Well, that's that's who's singing at the end. That's John Popper right, at the very end. Right. But was that was the singer of Blues Traveler the announcer for the tournament? Um because they yeah. had the same shaped face and the hair. Obviously, at the end, the Amish band, the beards were fake. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When I watched it the second time around and I'm seeing this guy, I'm like, geez, I wonder if that's the lead singer. So I, I thought maybe the trivia master might figure this one out. I didn't uh, when I was watching it. I didn't notice, but um, 
I'm at that scene, and let me just take a quick peek, and I will. Uh... I bet the credits would have the name of the announcer. It had the name of everybody else on the planet. Yeah, I thought that the announcers they used were all um, really ESPN guys. Like I, I know that uh, not Berman... those guys, not those guys. Okay, the guy right at the beginning when all the bowlers were lined up getting ready to throw the big first ball. Oh, with the, the, the big target with the microphone in the black tuxedo with the glasses. He looked like the lead singer for Blues Traveler. And you're talking about at the, at the end of the movie at yes. the big tournament. Okay, I got yes. you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I'm so much sure. for Trivia Master. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't notice, to be honest um, okay. with you. Okay, I'm looking at the IMDb. Bowling tournament announcer is listed as John Popper. Good eye, Pat. Who says okay. you're overly stoned? <laughs> He's Everybody? picked up on two of them. Okay, oh, that's shit. good. That's two for me on this one, wise ass. Man, you are razor <laughs> sharp tonight, huh? You brought, you're bringing your Roy Muncy game tonight. Hey, I'm not getting Munson'd. <laughs> oh, you... <laughs> Dude, if there's anybody I know who is a Munson, it's you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Pat Munson. It works. Okay. <laughs> no. No, it don't. No. No, it don't. Okay, no, so never, I think never. we've... Uh, I think we've, I think we did it tonight. I think I you aired out enough of everyone's dirty laundry tonight. <laughs> I Absolutely. I think we did it tonight. Oh, I think you need to be another God. kick in the balls, Colleen. Oh, God. I was trying to kick him in the balls. I swear. All right. So All here right, we go. No, no, no. But you got to bring it up this again. time. She, 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 she swats me in the balls. At Is least. There security cameras there? At least five. Oh, I know. I would love to see it. I should ask them. Do you guys have a security camera in here? Yeah, I'd you love got to check see it, man. Because I, I would really love to see that posted on your YouTube channel. Dude, that would be like, that would go viral because it was, it was something. Um, yeah. She swats me in the balls. Like we're in a college fraternity, like five uh, times a day. Taps. Vanilla nut taps. That's what you call them. No, vanilla, vanilla nut taps. Vanilla nut taps. Yeah. So she's vanilla nut tapping me on the reg anyway. Yeah. Well, he it does a lot. It's, it's <laughs> not like I'm just swatting at him for no reason. Like, do, do, do you want me to start airing your dirty laundry? Cause I got, I got a list. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> the 10 stupidest things he's ever done. Oh my God. I will be here for an hour. Uh, there's actually, for the listeners out there, there is a list, actually. There is. Um, I had heartburn one time, so I had bought what I thought was like um, is this milk and magnesia. One? Uh, no, this no. is not you number one. You didn't think it's... it was milk and magnesia. You thought it was like Pepto. I thought it was like this like creamy Pepto thing that was going to soothe my stomach. So I was drinking it, and my heartburn wasn't going away. But over three days, I developed such a bad case of diarrhea, I literally thought I was going to die. So I went to my wife and I said, I'm sick. There's something wrong with me. We need to go to the hospital. And she said, well, what have you changed? And I said, well, I've been drinking this. And she looked at it and I had been drinking Milk of magnesia. Yeah. I had been drinking laxative for three days. And you're supposed to take it just a little bit at a time. But since my heartburn wasn't going away, I was chugging this shit. And, uh, <laughs> what have you even been yeah. on your second bottle? Yeah, I, I fucked myself up, man. I had lost some weight and I was shitting a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's on the list. Oh fuck. That's okay. classic. Let's yeah. do some uh let's do some uh we should wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Pat, 
What's your rewatch score for Kingpin? I would have to give this a four. A four? Yeah. Um, And it's mostly because, again, the first time I watched it, I was kind of cynical. I'm like, wow, this is going to be really silly, especially in the the very opening. um, I can't remember what the opening scene was that that started. Yeah, when he walks into the bowling alley and takes the pizza. Yeah, and it's just, but the second time I watched it, I watched it completely. And that's when you pick up on the silliness and mm-hmm. the one-liners, like when, uh, and the, the replies to Roy, how's life treating you? Taking forever. That's just hysterical. That is such great writing. And yeah. I, I caught more lines like that the second time around. Even even the the hot sauce in the eyes. I didn't pick up on that the first time. <laughs> but I did pick it up on the second time, and it was even funnier. It made the whole scene funnier. See, so, it's, fu- it's funny because talking to you over the last three days, you know, knowing that you watched this in two parts to start, I was like, oh, boy, he didn't like it. And I'm like, he's this is going to get a bad score. And then I talked to you again, and you're like, well, I'm watching it a second time just to watch it. And I'm like, he didn't like it, but he's going to be a pro, and he's going to take one to know the movie. And then when I talked to you today, and you said, I'm watching it for a third time, I was like, wow, like that was unexpected. And uh, I thought that you were going to like this movie for Bill Murray, and your knock on it was going to be there wasn't enough Bill Murray, and you wouldn't like it, where at the end of the day, Bill Murray was really not the selling point for you, but maybe even the crutch or the that's not the way I want he to put was, it. But, he was my least favorite character. Right, Roy right. was my favorite character. Shink in the armor. So, yeah, so that's that's very interesting. So, four out of Pat, that's very unexpected. Dylan, what was your rewatch score for Kingpin? Um, so, I'm not a huge fan of gross-out comedy. I get, like, it's cheap laughs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, not, a, like, I don't know. There was a lot of scenes where I was, like, cringing and, like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but there was some funny parts. There was some, and I, you know, I appreciated like the, the, when they got a little smarter, I appreciated it and it got a laugh, but there was definitely some gross parts where I was just like, like the, the, the bull scene at, at the farm. And oh, that was, yeah, just, bleh, the best. like, yeah, just the, the, the horse foot, the, the horse hooves and just, uh, gross. Just the yeah. horse hooves was too much. Yeah. So like, yeah. I definitely had an issue with that because it's just not my, my cup of tea. I'm definitely a li- looking for a little bit of a smarter comedy, but there was some highbrow. funny things. A li- I, I'm not going to go highbrow so far as to just say a, a little, I don't need like, oh, like when he was flossing and all the crap was coming out of his mouth. It was like, that oh, was God, awesome. it was just disgusting. <laughs> that was so awesome. It was disgusting. <clears throat> um, but uh, I'm going to give it 2.5. <laughs> I know wow. that's not a great score, but that's how I feel about it. And I'm giving <laughs> 0.5 for Randy Quaid and drag. So okay, I'll give it a three. So, which, which we did not talk about in the podcast, but yeah. yeah. I wanted to bring that up. I need to understand how at a club called Stiffy's that is clearly <laughs> a strip joint, how the hell does Ish get drag on stage? Who the hell is in this club? Yeah, I wasn't, sh- I wasn't sure what kind of club it was. It wasn't really made clear if it was the kind of club where 
You'd want to see what the hell kind stripping? of club do you think Stiffy's is gonna be? Well, I knew it was a strip joint, but I didn't know if it was like a drag strip joint or I just didn't know what it was. But and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a drag strip joint is probably awesome place I would love to go. But anyway, <laughs> let's not go down these strange routes again. Okay, um, but I do have to bring up one more thing because we missed, <laughs> go ahead. we missed this earlier, and this is an important part of the movie. Okay. Yep. As as the three have become a team now and they're scamming their way towards Reno and Vanessa Angel is in the red outfit and yeah. she's distracting this team. They go to another town and she's in this outfit and she's distracting this team. But then they get to one town. Yeah. And it seems like her charms aren't working as well. Yes, because they're has an idea and whispers into Roy's ear. And the next thing you know, the old timers can't seem to get the ball down the alley right because they're being distracted by a sheep because they're sheep fuckers. Sheep. And the <laughs> yeah. look, how about the look the first guy throws the sheep with the wink as he walks back <laughs> after throwing a gutter ball? I almost peed myself. I was laughing so hard. Oh, oh yeah. All God. farmers shock. All farmers fuck sheep. You didn't know that? Oh, I had to bring that up. This movie, this podcast could not go by without bringing up the sheep. Oh, like with everything else we said tonight, I love farmers and I know they don't fuck sheep. Not all of them anyway. Okay, so oh, that's a 2.5 for Delin, a 4 for Pat, and let me give you my rewatch score. So had you asked me this before I watched this movie for the podcast, I would have said this was probably a 4.75 to a 5. Um, I remembered it a little bit better than it was. This movie's uh, one downfall is it's a little one note. And it's one note through the whole movie. There's not a lot of highs. There's not a lot of lows. It's just kind of... Mm, and yeah, so it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would give this movie 3.75. I loved Big Earn. Um but like the Lynn said, you know, it got a little, some of the jokes got a little tired in one note by the end. So yeah, it was, it was a great flick. If you haven't seen this movie, Kingpin, what are you waiting for? Go see it. It's a great movie. I give this movie oh, I'm struggling with this one. Let's say 3.89 like 3.89 Wow. You're going real heavy on that. <laughs> 3.89 rewatches. That's a it's deep a, score. It is a deep score. 3.89 rewatches. This one jarred something loose for me. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, like always, I want to thank you, Delenn, because you know I love fighting with you and then watching a movie and reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> I always have fun talking about movies with you, as you know, and you brought it tonight. You are just... Sharp as a tack tonight, picking up on all sorts of shit. <laughs> I want to thank the listeners for coming by and listening to the show and supporting the show when it's actually really starting to grow, and I appreciate it. I want to say again, make sure you go to the Facebook page. Hey, did you ever see that movie? Join the group. Delin, where are we on, uh, on social media? Uh, it's on Facebook page. It's, hey, did you ever see that movie? And then if you uh, want to email us, it's, hey, did you ever see that movie at gmail.com. Yeah, so email us. Let's hear what you think about the show and how we can improve it. And don't say getting a new 
fucking someone to replace me because that's not happening. It's my show. <laughs> um, oh, man. Next week, we will be back where we will be watching, reviewing, and discussing True Romance with Mickey. So, until then, let me ask you one question. And Pat, don't say what like last time. I'm not really asking you a question. What? Hey. <laughs> hey, did you ever see that movie? See you later. Bye. It all comes down to this role. Roy Munson, a man-child with a dream to topple bowling giant Ernie McCracken.